you either want this or you don't. I'm not going to pull you into the team. I was like, if you want in there, you're going to have to break the door down. Welcome to the Best Hour of Their Day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Welcome back. Best hour of their day. Fern Ackerman with special guest Cassidy Belensky. I'm going to give you a brief introduction. By brief, he means that's it. There it is. There is your introduction. (laughs) You are uh, GM here at CrossFit Rife, uh, Fern's affiliate in Virginia Beach, part of the seminar staff. You are a level three trainer, level three, level three, level four, active duty Navy. Well, I should say retired. Not retired. Are you separated? I didn't retire. I just got out. It's like a it's like a unnecessary breakup within a relationship. It's not you, it's me. Separated, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit. And uh, married, three dogs? Four dogs. Four dogs. Yep. One crazier than me. How do you, Before we get into the real deal here, how do you wind up with four dogs? I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh, Fair enough, because I have I three. I can vouch for that. Yeah. That, is, that is technically correct. Uh, so we had, uh, as short as, like, we had one dog, and then we had started with the first, and we're like, well, let's get a second one. Like, she needs a friend, too, Plus. whatever. So you get two. And then we had two, but we missed the puppy phase because we got them both at a year old. They were both pit bulls. So my wife and I were like, well, we missed the puppy phase because we were both active duty Navy. We, were, we didn't have the time to like be home for a puppy. So my wife transitioned out of the Navy. I stayed in. So we're like, hey, we can manage it now. Like I was buying a house. We're like, we can manage three dogs now. So we got a third one as a puppy. So we had three pits. Fast forward, I had to put one down. She got cancer really young. So we were like, we're only doing two. Well, then we got so used to three after five years. We're like, well, let's do something small like a Frenchie or something. So... Looked it up, figured out how much it was going to cost me to get a Frenchie. I couldn't find a reputable dealer who wouldn't do anything besides, oh, we'll just send you the dog. And I was like, well, I'm going to come see what your operation is. And they're like, nope. So I figured if I'm going to spend that much money, I'll get my wife her dream dog, which is a Dalmatian. So surprised her, got a Dalmatian. And then fast forward, you know, she kept joking, like, I want another one. I want another Dalmatian. Like, I want this one. And I was like, only way we're doing four is if I get my dream dog, which is either a Dutch Shepherd or a Belgian Malinois. About two weeks later, a friend of a friend of a friend was just giving one away. So I went and looked at it, and then I fell in love with him. So I took him. He was 10 and a half months old. I'm his fourth owner, so it was a project puppy for me. So wow. he was a psychopath, and so it was just my Not project. really. He I mean, was at first. Like, he, he didn't understand. Because he, he, my dogs were the f- second dogs he ever socialized with. Well, and he was abandoned months. three other times. Right. So bounced around, bounced around, bounced around. So he kind of just became my, my project dog to be able to, like, go hiking with, to work with stuff. If I wanted to get into, like, at, for a while, I wanted to get into, like, dog training stuff. I was like, well, let me see if this is something I actually want to do. And then, like, I enjoyed it. Just didn't take a career path that way. So... There's four. Never again. I think there's a lot of overlap. We've recently hired a dog trainer. I say a few months ago. It's the same thing as coaching CrossFit. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're not actually coaching the dogs. Mm-hmm. You're coaching the humans. Mm-hmm. You'd be great at that. And let's so let's let's dig into this, Fern. Let's let's. Before we kind of learn a little bit about your background in the Navy, how did you to me? Because you also separated. Is that the right term? Correct. Separated yeah. from the Navy. Um, but I was you, more pushed out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't need you anymore. You're redundant, yeah, as really they would like, say in uh, England. Like you have you have zero value to us anymore. So uh, please move uh, on with your uh, life. We didn't even realize you were still here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> how did you two hanging out in the basement? And they're like, well, this guy's still collecting a paycheck. How did how did you two meet? Because you didn't meet in the Navy. I mean, obviously we're in Virginia Beach, a big Navy town. But what was what was your first interaction? Do you guys remember this? 
I do vaguely, but I mean, this was. Uh, we've been trying to figure this out. This is how I probably, met your how I met I, your coach. Yeah, how, how, I probably, think it was ten years ago. It was about 2010. I met you. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, so it's a little bit. So, so you remember it, Cassidy? Walk us through your first meeting of Jason Fernandez. Yeah, I was checking out different <laughs> CrossFit gyms. I remember mine. <laughs> that was it. I walked into. I was. I, I was trying out different CrossFit gyms. Um, I was training at a different place on the other side of town. I got stationed at a different base that was didn't make sense to go that far. So anymore. you were still active duty at the time. Was, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only yeah. in the Navy like two years at this point. So trying out different gyms, and then I like Googled like everybody else. Uh, I remember that they used to be at GSS because I used to buy some. It was just a tactical store down the street. I remember mm-hmm. there was a gym in the back of it. So I was like, well, let me go check that place out because it's close, whatever. They have a gym there. And I went in. They said they moved to this location at the end of the block. Went and talked to Jason. Um, did like a run through, kind of like a quick foundations, if you will. So this is at Rife? Yep. Correct. Oh, you were at a previous location. This is, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, so we're a different building. We've been in this building for 10 years. but but. So it's like right before you moved here? Uh, it was yeah. two years before you moved here. And so you're yeah. at the end of the block at the end down there. So you were you looking? Oh, no. So this in this building. So. We run. We used to be in a different building, and then we moved to this building, but we were not in this space. So this space is 11 units. Yep. We were in unit 108, oh, gotcha. and then we moved to 102, and then four years ago, I just I got the reminder, four years ago, we expanded and took three and four. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, this is for those that, you know, go back and watch the tour. Yeah, yeah. But but we're in, what would you call it, just warehouse space. Uh, yeah, it's like flex Industrial space. space. Yeah, but we do, we're lucky we have, like, a decent amount of office space here. Yeah, you got tons of office space. So... Were you actually looking for a CrossFit, or were you just looking for a gym? CrossFit gym. What, what got you excited about doing CrossFit? Uh, I grew up my whole life playing sports. Just were you Division one basketball? Nope. No? Was not. I was not nearly as athletic as I thought I was in high school. <laughs> not as athletic uh, as Fern, clearly. Surprisingly, zero offers. And I was like, well, military, here we come. Um, <laughs> no, so I... I <laughs> That's I, my only option yeah. at this point. Uh, I didn't study hard because I thought I was LeBron James. It turns out, no. Uh, I'm not. Um... No, I just kind of missed that, the training void, if you will, like the competitive nature of it. So like everybody else, I saw probably Ben Smith training in his garage. I was like, I can do that shit. Yeah, because Ben Smith is not far, right? They're uh, like 30, 20, 40 minutes or so. Not even that far. Yeah. If but you saw right him close the online. I saw him online yeah. training in his garage with the fridge behind him. And I was like, I can do that shit. I picked up a barbell and I was like, I don't know any of this stuff. And so nope, I can't <laughs> take a step back, need to coach and started looking around and um, this gym here, uh, did like a foundation with him, heard the schedule. The schedule didn't mesh with mine because their latest class was uh, as I was getting out of work. So I wouldn't have ever been able to make a class. This is at Rife. Yep. Right. The latest class was a six. I wasn't getting out of work till like six, six thirty during, uh, we were doing workups and stuff during uh, that time. So he actually recommended I go to a different gym. Um, Fern did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. I mean, he, I uh, think I've heard you Fern say that before, but it's, you know, the same thing we talk about. With yeah. our clients, like maybe we're not the best fit. I think too many affiliates and other businesses mm-hmm. try to take everybody, mm-hmm. and it's not always a good fit. Maybe it's just, hey, we don't have your just class scheduling. time. Yeah. yeah, like he, uh, we had a good conversation. He recommended I go see another gym. Um, John Wise owns CrossFit 757. Who I started with at CrossFit Virginia Beach at Pat Sherwood's gym before that. And then he and I split off and started our affiliates. Well, wow, okay. Are so, you still friendly with him? Oh, yeah. So they had, a, they had a schedule that worked with mine better, so I went there. And then... Uh, Fast forward like two years, I deployed, got back, moved um, closer this direction. So I was like, oh, yeah, this gym is now closer than that one. So I went back to Rive. And then day one in, um, Fern kind of recognized me or remembered me. I have a big tattoo on my leg. And he's like, oh, yeah, I think, weren't you here a few years ago, whatever? And I was like, yep. And so it was, we kind of struck a connection. I was like, if he can remember like that small of a detail off, you know, a 30-minute meeting with me from two years ago, I was like, this is obviously a good place to be at. What was it about the tattoo? Was it a penis? No, that's like the one you have on your forehead. Um, um, 
It's just a no. It's just a black sleeve. Yeah, like, so I mean, he's got a, a tattoo. Cassie is yeah, fully in, yeah, in covered. His, in, his, in his defense, he has a lot of tattoos. Um, <laughs> but, but you remember uh, that. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a pretty, it's a pretty unique yeah. uh, setup at that at that portion. But yeah, I mean, I, there's, so I'm not great with names all the time. I'm, I've been getting better. But things good like with tattoos. faces, tattoos, unique things like that are, I think, are easy to remember. Yeah. What do you remember about me when you met me? That you're short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ackerman is short. I'm, I'll I'm remember constantly that. looking over <laughs> you trying to find where you're at. So what, what was that like? Because, you know, you got deployed. Where'd you go, by the way? Uh, I just spent time in Fifth Fleet, like uh, in the Gulf of Oman and that general area. Okay, somebody looked that up off for I, me. I, that is. Off Iran <laughs> and like the Emirates and <laughs> Middle East. Uh, Emirates. Middle East. I flew on their airline. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not what we're talking yep, about. Yep, that's but. it. I was <laughs> a flight attendant for a year. So. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> on a great whole pizza, ship. Your pizza is great. Um, <laughs> You do. You were doing CrossFit at seven five seven. Did yep. you do CrossFit while you were deployed? Tried to. Um, I was deployed on destroyers, so they're a little bit smaller. You only it's have so a, much space. It's a. It's a boat. It's, oh, it's, it's not an airplane. So it's called a small boy. I knew that because a battleship actually, because there's a destroyer yep. in the in the game. That that's the one. Um, so I was on one of those. So there's only so much space. So like, you can get cr- pretty creative. We had uh, kettlebells and dumbbells. We had eight barbell, and um, so I was able to like take stuff topside and kind of make up my own workouts. Were you on top eight? side means like where you can see outside. Oh, it wasn't a submarine then. Yeah, was correct. So were you on eighteen hour days? No, I mean it's it's full days, like you're always on, but you you work in shifts essentially. So like you do what you call stand watch. So I'd sit at my computer or whatever I was doing and I have to monitor chats or get ready for scenarios. So my job specifically was with uh, Tomahawk missiles. So everything I did related to that system, that software, that um, weapon system and just operated that and practice scenarios and did that for a deployment. What was the highest rank you achieved in the Navy? Uh, E6. So I was a first petty class. officer first class. Is that, that's good? It's way yeah. higher than you would ever make it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you make it to? You would crush. E7? You would crush watch, though, because watch is where you pretend to be busy. Can I, can yeah, I fall you, asleep? You would, you would be an admiral at standing watch. I really um, want to. I'm trying to learn how to fall asleep with my eyes open. Oh, yeah. you can master Just that. Just so it's when I'm skill. on calls with yeah. Fern, I'm skill. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's ways like when you get cold, you kind of just like you can tuck stuff under your chin to like keep your head up, keep so you still look up. like you're actually at a computer, and you're yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. But if it moves, and you, <laughs> I've slept, I've slept yeah. marching before. Um, yeah. Marching. Oh yeah, yeah, full full stride. Like woke up. I'm like, asleep right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. like, you can find ways. Like underneath those little that tiny spacer, if it's warm, you'll find a way to oh, sleep yeah. under there. Oh yeah. So you, you separate from the navy, uh-huh. you come back to Virginia Beach, and what was the decision like? Because that's probably a little challenging to be like, this is my home, seven five seven. But this one's a little closer. Uh, so at the time, I wasn't really married to any affiliate. Um, I mean, you weren't really there that long. I was only I was probably at seven five seven, maybe like nine months, six nine months somewhere yeah. in that ballpark. But long enough to make it a home, sure. Yeah, long enough to be um, like I got. I'm leaving. But I wasn't so stuck there after leaving, like because I deployed for nine months. So let's just call it like a year from when I went there. Um, and then it was just kind of like I like the training. I'm not necessarily like there's nothing stuck to this spot. Like I, then again, I didn't really know the difference between all the spots. I could have just assumed CrossFit was CrossFit was CrossFit because I'd only been to two places at that point. Um, hybrid Training Center, which was at uh, down by the ocean front. Yeah, they they moved at the time. They're on Virginia Beach Boulevard, and they were really close to me. And then they moved, and then so I was like, well, that's not an option anymore. What's the next closest thing? Happened to be Rife, and got here and stayed here. So you come in, and I want to talk about your journey from member to coach. Mm-hmm. But what stood out? immediately you know you had only been at two places like you mentioned but something you know not to toot fern's horn but i mean crossfit rife is a great affiliate fern knows what he's doing i've been to hundreds of affiliates mind you we were terrible at this point but still and you know, <laughs> i didn't know any different yeah. yeah but you didn't know any different but something did anything stand out like oh i didn't realize you could do this or they don't do this or just the uh the 
nothing against anybody there because it was a great spot. I just I felt very very welcomed when I was here. Like I I'd met Fern uh, once, maybe twice before. I'd met another one of the coaches, Jade, at a uh, Crush Fest down on the ocean front. So like her and I talked a little bit. She said uh, I didn't even know she was a coach here, but I like came into the door and she was coaching. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember you. And she was super friendly. Fern was friendly. Introduced me to some people, and it's just like they want me here. Like you can you just felt like people wanted you to be here, even though they didn't know me. So obviously he recognized your tattoo, and every, how else would you quantify? That feeling of being welcomed. Uh, like having a spotlight on me without everybody looking at me kind of thing. Like I always felt like somebody was there keeping an eye on me, make sure I was safe, like checking in on me, bullshitting around. Like it wasn't just go work out, go home. It was like, go work out. Where are you coming from? What are you from? What are your hobbies? You know, tell me about yourself. Like it, I felt like they wanted to be friends with me more than they just wanted to, in addition to be like obviously wanting me to be a member, but. There's like just a genuine care, if you will. Great. That's not just one day. That's mm-hmm. repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Did you, Fern, recognize like, hey, this guy, A, is athletic, or and or B, would potentially be a good coach one day? Uh, no, not the coach thing. We, we just hadn't made it that far into the interaction. Like, there was no way for me to get any sort of input on that. Um, I, I mean... It sounds, it's going to sound how it's going to sound, but I, I, he remembers more of it than I do just because of the volume of people yeah, that we were just like, you know, it's, it it sucks because I mean, he's been here 10 years, no, years at this point. But I think any box owner understands that I have a handful of people that I remember to this day, right. their first time walking right. in and the other thousand, yeah. I don't. Um, like I, I regularly like forget how long he's been here. It's, just been, it's been a decade. Like we've been we, here. He's, we've been here. We've been like partners in crime for more than a decade. Yeah. And I want to obviously talk about that because I think. This is a perfect example of explaining to the listeners and other box owners and also other coaches, like, this can be a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, from both perspectives, how you do it as the owner and then how you do it as as the coach, as the GM. So we'll get to there, but what was that like? When did you think to yourself, I'm digging this thing, now I want to kind of go to the next level, I assume, and, and I don't know that I asked this, were you... At that point, were you done with the Navy? Like, was that no. it? You were still active no, duty? I've only been out. I've only been out two years now. Oh, so when we met, even, you were still active yeah, yeah, yeah. duty. He did the same thing I did, where we were both active duty, doing coaching here and, and, and seminar staff, like, on the side. That's a lot. I mean, that's three full-time gigs. Yeah, pretty much. So, what was that like, then? You're, okay, you're in the Navy, you're doing this CrossFit thing. What, how long was it from, I'm working out, to I want to coach? Uh... From when I got here, it was probably three or four months. So like, quickly. That's so when quick. I when I took my level one, I had no intention of coaching. By like, the way, I was at your level one. We were what, talking about yeah. that a couple of times. Yeah, you did my level one. Um, you and a few other people. Um, I mean, would you go as far as saying I'm the reason? You're- I would not. Yeah. Um, but uh, Chris Russell, maybe. But Jason Ackerman, probably <laughs> definitely not. not. Uh, definitely not Chris, Chris yeah. Russell. Uh, no, like I, I took my level one, just wanting to know more about it. Like at the time, you know. Uh, did you know he was going to his level one? I think, we, I think we had. I think we had talked. I think about I told it. you. I you didn't pay it. for it. No, not at that time because it was at. Um, it was, it was up in, it was up Fairfax. In, yeah, it was. It was up at one of Maggie's gyms. Um, Maggie and Jeff Tinger. Yeah. You know, at the time, like the CrossFit Games were starting to be a big thing. Everybody was trying to be really yeah, competitive. 2011. Myself no, no, thir- and, this is like 13. 2013. Yes, yeah. 13. And then, um, so like they were starting to get big, and myself, just like everybody else, are like, I, I want to be super competitive. <laughs> That's the best thing to do is just know as much as I can about it. So I took it. And then I, I paid attention to how the redshirts kind of interacted, like your guys' coaching ability. And I was kind of impressed. Yeah. Like I was, oh. I was really impressed of how you were seeing things I wasn't able to see, like hips going back, weight in the feet. Like those are just things that didn't mean anything. When you say so. you, you're talking specifically about me. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
Not the other coach. That makes you feel better. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, I, I, you know, the, yeah. well, this is interesting. I want both of your takes on it. I feel like this day and age, and even back then, that was very progressive and proactive. I think for some reason there's a disconnect of like, I love this CrossFit thing. I want to get better at it. Mm-hmm. So I need to hire programming or I need to hire a coach. Not I should go take the level one. Yeah, well, yes, that's a whole separate but it, podcast. But don't you, isn't but, yeah. that like kind of true? It's weird. It's like if I wanted to be a better basketball player, yes, I would probably find a good coach, but then I would also go back and like, hey, what are the basics? Well, Who's I, doing it well? Like go attend a camp. I, th- I, think, it's a, I think it's a natural uh, probably like weird divergence because you start as an athlete, so your tendency is to look at athlete-centric things like mm-hmm. programming and training and all that other kind of stuff where it's a totally different ballgame if you decide – oh, I want to make a living at this where you can make a living an athlete, but it's far less likely that you'll do it as an athlete than it is as a coach. And then to pursue the coaching avenue and people, and honestly, I mean, if we're going to be very candid, most people's pursuit of coaching is for a free membership. Like very few people are like, this is going to be my, this is what I'm, how I'm going to pay the bills. This is now my career. For a lot of people, it's like an eye stop. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this intermittently until I get to, you know, you know, barber school or whatever. You're or doing I'm just doing it for life, but just to save myself 200 bucks. Right. Yeah. Because I like it, you know, like yeah. whatever, but and it's, it's usually, yeah, it's usually, uh, it's usually not pursued from a career standpoint, which is a shame and what we're trying to change. So, and when you went to be clear, you weren't going for that reason at all. You had no idea that you would one day be coaching. I just wanted to know more. Cool. So you, so you take the level one, you come back. Did you tell Fern or did you tell anybody? They didn't even know well, you took it? He knew I took the level yeah, one. We, okay. That was about it. I was yeah. like, hey, I'm taking my level one this weekend. Cool, you're going to have fun. Like, that was, and you were on staff at the time. Mm-hmm. You had just, just got fresh. Because yeah, yeah. I worked at probably Freshly. one of my first yeah. seven seminars. Yeah, because yeah. we, yeah, we both got hired like the mid, same time. To, mid to late 2013. Yeah. So I took it. I came back to the to the gym and I just I just continued to just be an athlete. But then as I was doing things, I started paying attention to other things differently, like what they were saying and like he would give a cue, whatever it would be. And I'd kind of like look and be like, Oh, that's what he's talking about. Oh, that's what he's talking about. So then I started kind of paying attention just trying to spot the things on my own. And I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Like I'm seeing things. I think I could maybe help somebody with this. Cause I'm recognizing this. Um, so I just approached him. I was like, Hey, I'm kind of want to intern. And he was like, okay, well why? And I kind of had like a quick conversation about it. Okay, sure. Cool. Let's build the process of it. Uh, started interning. It lasted Two or three months. I don't remember how long it was. Yeah, it was at that point. It was like a rife, like three to four months. And was then, this organized at the time, or was this kind yeah, of pretty? Yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah. This we had, there had there was framework at this point. It still wasn't completely ironed out, but there was definitely framework to get somebody from A to B. Two to yeah. three months. It's an extensive period of time. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're still paying your membership. Mm-hmm. I have never not done that. Meaning you've always, when if someone's you're interning, you're paying. It, it, they, are, they are still paying their membership because not everybody makes it through, and then it creates a real weird vibe if they got to turn their turn membership. Back on. Oh, we've talked just, about that on the podcast in Affiliate U. I think that's a mistake a lot of box owners make. And then it's like, you also need to get that buy-in. Like, this sounds good and great. Who knows if he's going to follow through? And like you said, then it's like, okay, we're turning your membership on again. Well, if, just from a, if you are providing value as a an affiliate owner, providing the internship i think somebody should pay for that even if it's in the even if it's the form of continuing to pay their membership right you're not saying pay me for the internship but you're paying your membership well yeah because the the box owner is the one doing the legwork i'm Mm -hmm. I'm giving you the information and the value you're just a, a body in space essentially at that point you're not good at anything you don't really provide a ton of value um 
What's yeah. what's one thing you Kinda really like took? You. I was yeah. waiting. I literally <laughs> was waiting for that. I was giving you the space. Um, what's one thing you took away from that internship? Well, I mean, how to coach, obviously, if we want to go super broad on it. But uh, I mean, that's yes, that was the I goal. Took, but do you remember like any specific moments in there where you're like, oh wow, I'm either learning or this is harder than I thought? Oh, or, first time I coached, I was like. Just like me as a high school athlete, I was like, I'm the greatest there ever is. I step on the floor and I was like, I don't know, dick out here. And it was like, hey, do this. And they're like, fuck you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, uh, so, you know, I, I learned to, I, I, I learned it was a lot harder than I thought it was. And I kind of learned to interact with people better. Even if like they're at their shittiest and they're, they're making it as hard as they can on me, I still just got to eat the shit sandwich and smile and make a move better. It, that's, I think that's probably one thing that's different than our internship. And probably just. I mean, currently? Just. The, the entire time. Well, oh, you're saying your internship here at Rife, thirteen to now, right? So the past eight, almost decade, which is not actually the majority don't make it, and I think a lot of people are a little taken aback by the expectation. I think a lot of people want to do CrossFit because they're like, man, I want to or want to coach because they think it's fun, but it's a little bit different when they step in and we're like, cool, here's the expectation, and the expectation is not only that you don't suck, but that you do this pretty damn well. Um, and, and that is, um, I think it's fair to say it's probably a bit of a shock for a lot of people. It's, yeah. it's, it, it becomes overwhelming for them. They're like, oh my God, like there's a, a ton that goes into this to do it at a certain level. It's not just, you know, show up, write some names on the board, hit the, hit the start button on the clock. It's and the same then, thing like going from coaching in here to coaching on seminar staff. Like it's a, it was a shocking leap of how much better I had to be from when I first started the internship. I was like, I'm good at this. Like I've been training under Fern for a while. Like, I know the ins and outs. Like, I think I know what I'm doing. Internship one, get punched in the face of, like, oh, you got to be able to recognize da-da-da-da-da and run this, this, this. And it's like, okay, I got to step it up even more. It's the same thing starting the internship. Like, you know a little bit. Your feet are starting to get wet, but you got to, like, know your things. You can't just, like, get by because everybody's going to recognize it. Well, and I think a big mistake affiliates make is internships are basically, hey, watch me coach. Or they're just based on time. They're just like, well, right. if, you're, you if, you're just in, if you're just in the just in the machine for long enough, you get the omni-domni and you get to go. But there's no, you know, we've been tr- continually trying to refine is like, what's the outcome? They're like, there needs to be a definitive outcome that we have at, at, at the end of said internship, whether it's one month or whether it's six months or whether it's a year. But there has to be some sort of, you pass, you get to go. And Cassidy passed. Mm-hmm. How long did that take? The, the, the internship here at Rife? About three months. I think it was about three or four months. So three yeah. to four months, and then w- what does that look like after that here at Rife, whether it was back in... Post-internship? Yeah, is it like, hey, congrats, you're getting paid, and you're coaching classes? Is that- yeah, I mean, it's pretty basic. It's yeah, not- it sat it down, I got my free membership, got my rate for what my classes are going to be at, the expectations of how many classes I would be coaching a month, what my availability was, kind of like, even though I'm still on staff, like I'm not out of the woods yet. Like, there's still improvement that has to happen. Like, I'm still under an eye. I'm just getting paid to be under the eye now. Um, so, at, at that point, you have your level one. Mm-hmm. When did you think, okay, I've got to go back and take my level two? Uh, it's probably about a year after my level one. I think I did it almost a year later, exactly. I mean, three people on staff. Would you guys all agree, this is something I kind of believe, the faster somebody comes back to their level two, the better coach they are? Not as an absolute, but more often than not, probably. Because what that tells me is you care. The, yeah. the people that come back five years later to revalidate often... Well, they're there because their they level be. one is going to lapse. Right. Yeah, and, they, right. and they're typically... I mean, honestly, they're typically box owners. A lot of them are box owners. And, and they don't get any feedback. Mm-hmm. So, like, Cassidy coming back in a year, having gone through the Rife internship progress, 
or pro, um, under you, it's like I know he's going to be better than the guy that owns an affiliate that's never gotten feedback. Well, it, it, and again, that is not all of that credit doesn't go to me. That go that that credit goes like back. You know, we joke. We always joke. There's like CrossFit lineage. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, hey, who'd you start underneath? And you're just like, okay, you could trace it back to like Pat Let's Sherwood. Do it. So we go Cassidy to Fern. So, my, so then mine goes like through a couple different people, but like Sarah Wilkinson that goes to Jomo that goes to Pat Sherwood. And then Pat Sherwood probably goes to Castro, probably goes to Coach Glassman. Correct. Yeah. Right? So yeah, we're all like six degrees yeah, away. Right. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that's 100% true. Like, you know, we wouldn't be here if not for that lineage. So you take your level. And I was in the machine at that point, too. So I think that's that's relevant. I was I was essentially him, but at the next level. Meaning, like, I was the new guy on staff, and he was the new guy here. So we were both moving at the same trajectory. We had just had, like, different starting points. Yeah, and I was like you, but at the next level above that. Level yeah, four, got it somewhere. Level right. four. Yeah. So, so you go to your level two. You know, Fern had been coaching you up and, and getting you ready. At, at this time, were you already on staff when he was taking his level two? Yeah, yeah, because I was on staff when he, when he, before he took his level one. Okay, oh yeah, that's right. So you're on staff. He's going to take his level two. What's that feedback, or not feedback, but preparation? What advice do you give him? Obviously, you give him the, the standard don't, don't fuck, fuck it, it up, up. right? Yeah. But then beyond yeah. that, what'd you give him? Basically, like be a sponge. Like yeah. just learn as much as you can. Um, Who was there? Do you remember? Uh, Willie, uh, Sarah, Wilkinson. Sarah Wilkinson. You know, for and for those that don't know Sarah Wilkinson, her husband Chad. You probably maybe done the hero workout. Chad one thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and check her out. She was on Jocko's podcast. She was on Jocko's yeah. podcast. Um, Maggie and EC. Wow, three three. Pipe hitting ladies yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. Three women that I'm three women afraid that have of. No problem telling you that you are terrible. Yeah, something. I'm afraid of those three women. Like if they, I would run. I had two of them for my staff internship, and I was for sure Ooh. thinking I was getting cut. We yeah. we were just with EC at the at the summit, summit yeah. and I had like I was we were giving the talk, and I had like flashbacks. I was yeah. getting a little nervous. I was giving the talk, and she's like, "You want me to?" She was joking. She's like, "You want me to give you feedback?" I was like, "No, no, no I don't." Yeah. E- EC, you guys probably know. A, she's been on the podcast a couple times, Eva, but Eva 800 Claire's, gram challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Eva Claire Zinkowski. Yeah, yeah, check her out. Um, we'll probably get her back on actually yeah let's chat with her again but she's actually in maryland is that close are we nearby we are bordering (laughs) it is it is the adjacent state yes like hey they're in texas too let's go see them yeah so it is is in the continental united states correct so so you take your level two yep what what's the progression after that you come back obviously do you get a pay raise uh, not right away. So we uh, do. Friends we, a cheap bastard. Our uh, our pay no. structure has been based <laughs> on uh, class classes. So you have to hit so many classes, it's which based is on assume, experience. Which is assumed the experience is going to come with the classes. How so. many? Do you remember how many for your first bump up in pay? Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty classes. Yeah. So we went. We how go. How many coaching a week? Uh, at that time, many. I was coaching not probably not about many. thirty to forty a month. Yeah, probably about thirty yeah, ish. Yeah. Probably well, that's not week. terrible. Like six months, it's about six, that's six, realistic. eight months ish. Okay, okay, it's then, not that bad. So yeah, we go. We went two fifty, five hundred, seven fifty thousand, fifteen, and then I think I got put on salary after that. So at, so no, it was after a thousand. At, yeah. As the owner, Fern, can someone advance straight up the payroll without advancing their credential, or do they have to? Is there a balance of you have to be achieving your level two and three while coaching that many classes? Yes and no. So, like, Lindsay would be a good example where she comes in As a level three. Is she a three or four? She's a three. three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. She's a three. Yeah, she's a three. So, there's yeah. no level four. I mean, I'm the only level four yeah, in the building. Yeah, blessed okay. with your presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, do so I, that... Do I need to sign something somewhere? Yeah, or do I need you to sign that shirt under glasses. Right under Coach Glasses. Right under her signature. The, um, no, so... 
uh, yeah, there's definitely a time where there's an outside hire, somebody who comes credentialed already, you know, proven. And obviously, Lindsay and I had, like we all did, like a previous working relationship. But outside of that, um, you know, they come through. But again, I, th- I think that is, I don't think that's an absolute statement. I think too many people are pigeonholed into like, you got to do this. Where my argument is, if that person's ready to go, put them in the shoot and let's go. I agree. I, and I would guess, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, for Lindsay... It was far more about the fact that she was on staff than had her level three. And and obviously there's both. Like if you're a level three, you've put the time in, you care. Well, they're one but to the make same. It on st- you, you, can't, you can't be. There's far more people that have their level three than make it on staff. For sure. And you but, knew well, Lindsay. We had a working relationship. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, for, for me, for us, that was more, is it a good fit? Did you ever, have you ever gotten pushback? From other coaches, like, who's this chick or guy? Like, just because they have their level three, they're going to make more than me? I don't think so. No. I've gotten pushback when I... So I have gotten pushback. Not for her. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Private conversation? Uh, no, no. I like, so meaning, like, sh- I have gotten pushback when we kind of, like, let people circumvent mm-hmm. what, whatever the uh, accepted route was at that point. Um, none for her. Because, again... Well, it would be kind it of takes irrational. one class watching Lindsay to be like it would be a little okay, irrational. This is why she gets it. Yeah, it would be irrational for you to argue that somebody who like gave you your level one shouldn't be able to skip in front of you. You know, but, and you can always refer to uh, my stepfather. Um, he would tell me life's not fair. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so you take your level two. You're still coaching here. At what? Talk me through the chronological order of because obviously you at some point take your level three. You ret- or separate from the navy. And you uh, also get on to staff. Yep. So we're, what's the sequential order? What came first? Uh, level three. three. Had to come first. So, so you took your level, level three, three. came almost three years later because it was before my level two expired. So I took my Within level three. Within five years. Yep. So um, you, you took it. And Fern and I got to take it as part of staff. We got to just. We I mean, took the, not the beta, but like the before it was publicly available. Yeah, it was yeah, something. Actually. And, you know, yeah. we didn't necessarily pay for it or whatever. How to remember how it worked. But we you, had, but we had to pass it. We we had yeah, yeah. to pass it 100%. But you were like, okay, I'm studying for this thing. I want to take it. What made you – I mean, I'm impressed just because you're motivated. Not many – There's a, out of 100% of CrossFit trainers, what, 1% get their level three, I think they Less say? Less than that. Less than that. Yeah. Right. So you, you – had that desire and drive to do it. What was that all about? Uh, the ultimate goal was to get on staff. Yeah, I think so we, you, we had had that conversation. Okay, and you knew at the you, time. Once the level three came out for the record, you had to have that to intern. And then as part of staff, you also had to pass. Yep. So we, he and I had a really good, like a really good sit down. It was probably one of the, the better conversations like that drove me kind of in my career path. Um, from, from when he being first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because at the time, like, by no measure was I, like, a really competitive person. Tried to go to that road, um, but I wasn't, like, regional sectionals level. But it was, I like... I do remember those conversations. I was, like, which route do I want to go? Like, I want to put a lot of focus here, but I also want to put focus here. And this here. is, like, 15, 16, probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, so it was basically, like, hey, you could potentially have a future in one of these. Which one do you want? Did you really think he can be a competitive athlete? I mean, well, it was, no it was knock in on the Cassidy, sense of like, but, I mean, that was, like, when we realized, hey, this shit is hard. It was in the sense of, like, hey, you have a couple years left to try to go after this. Yeah. After, like, because I was, like, 25, 26 at the time. Like, at some point, you're going to cap out, and then, like, you're not going to get out what you're trying to go for. If you try and put your focus in this way, there could be a career on the other side, even as you continue to age type thing. So then it was just like, all right, what do I want to do for my future? Do I want to just continue to work out and do all this stuff, or do I want to actually have a job on the back end of this. Because so, you must have been contemplating leaving the Navy at this point. Yep. Um, and it was kind of like a, because at the time I was planning on doing 20 years. I was like, I'll say, what am I going to do when I retire? Like, 
I can't be an athlete at 40 and still make it to the games because I'll be 40 and that's just probably not a thing anymore. Um, so it was, all right, let's put my emphasis into coaching. So put more focus on that, went and took my level three, failed it my first time. Um, and that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me with my coaching. Really? People say that. What, what, what I makes thought you say I that? knew everything going into it. Like, a lot of people like, I so thought So the it, theme is uh, overconfidence. Yep. When we talk about Ka- Cassidy yeah. Belensky, uh, overconfidence. I believe in myself way too much. And, uh, <laughs> my biggest weakness, I my believe in myself. Failure, yeah, I think I can do it all. Uh, so I, I took my level three, failed it. You remember, my, you, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I, back in the day, like, you leave the room. You leave the room and, and you, you walk out. And yep. And, and then, like, so it printed out and it said, like, there's two sheets that printed out and it just says, you failed. Here's why Twice. you suck. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's why you're Congratulations. Bad at you get the opportunity to take, take this, this again. again. And it, you were either scored on uh, severely below average, below average, average, above average, severely above average. And I was like severely below in everything except like one category. And I was like, I'm an idiot. So I had my woe is me day. I remember it. And for the record, I would have classified him at this point a pretty good coach. Like you would have thought he passed. He would pass. Well, based on what you told me, he was definitely going to pass. So <laughs> I was at, I was studying slow. every day. Like I was, I was studying all the wrong stuff. Apparently, or I just wasn't grasping the concepts. I guess. Um, what do you think that disconnect was? Like, what when you say you weren't grasping the concepts? What were you studying versus what do you think you should have studied differently? Or what did you study differently to pass? I spent more time. So I, I after I failed it, I studied every day. Like even just like five, 10 minutes, I would just read something, you know, like I'm in the morning on the toilet, I'm reading an article, like I'm just constantly trying to learn. And then I was taking what I was reading and trying to apply it to a class instead of just like knowing the stuff, how can I actually use this in a class where it actually matters? And then being able to take what I was learning on paper and being able to apply it into life, just kind of bridge the gap of what it was actually used for. And I would have him teach me some of the concepts. Like, do you remember one? Like, I mean, like, you just think metabolic pathways. He would, you know, be like, hey, I want to discuss this. I said, okay, walk me through the, the metabolic, metabolic pathways or give me the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum just to see what the depth of understanding. And then we would unpack it. He would, there would always be like a sticking point somewhere and be like, okay, let's, let's unpack it a little right, bit. Not like, just like, here are the three pathways, right. but then the glycolytic pathway, right, where's the it. anaerobic. Like, where, yeah. Like where, where does it time out? Yep. What is it used for? Talk to me about the relationship to each other. And we would just deep dive on the topic because it, if you're going to pass the level three or more specifically, if you're going to wear the red shirt, you need to understand those topics pretty. Because you're going to get questions. You're going to get questions. Somebody's going to push back on you who has, you know, uh, you know, uh, a level a de- four, a degree in kinesiology or something like that. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about the, you know, glycolytic pathway, like, or, you know, what's the fourth metabolic path? You know, like you're going to get some of those questions. All right. So you, you passed your level three and there's really two other leaps I want to dive into. One, the journey from, okay, now I've passed. I have this piece of paper, this credential. I want to be on staff. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately, the big thing I want to talk about is you you have a full-time gig here now. So the staff came first. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was still active duty Navy when I got hired on staff. So I'd work my... At the time, I wasn't on ships anymore. I was at a shore command as an instructor. So I'd teach like Monday to Friday. I think it's... He was... Just like many of us, he was like, well, he's like, I don't think I'm ready. And we had a conversation. For staff. For all of it. And Level I said, three staff. All know. of it. And I, and I told him very pointedly. And imposter syndrome. Um, I just, I think we all do that. Like if there's, if we're, if we're faced with a, with a large challenge, we will, whether knowingly or unknowingly, we will make reasons to put it off. Like now is not the time. Right. Same thing we hear from gym owners. Like, I don't know if I could do it right now. Yeah. Like, I don't I'm going to get ready. I'll be yeah, ready. Yeah. Next I don't know year. if now's the time to improve my business. And I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> I about? I don't know if I really want to make more money right now. <laughs> yeah. But it was the same thing. And it, but, but I gave him a little bit more context on that. And I said, Hey dude, listen, you 
you either put your hat in the ring now or or that opportunity will probably go away. Because I don't know if you remember. Well, remember staff, after, yeah. After they hired like us, waves. they went on a five-year freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, we, you and I came on and we just did everything. They didn't need anybody. <laughs> they were like, we don't, we're good. We got Fern and Ackerman. But I told them and I said, hey, I, I don't know if, this when, will be available. if that'll be available, yeah. dude. So if you want it, you need to go hard in the paint now. You, as someone who's kind of expressed already how confident you were, what happened? Uh, nobody likes to be told no. Like, you know, if it's if it's something you're after, it can be... Something you care about, especially, yeah, right? You know, it could be, if I'm this is something I really, really want, it's uncomfortable to potentially not be as good at something as you think you are or to go for a goal and get the door slammed in your face. Like, it's uncomfortable, but it's a necessary evil of it. Um, it made... I think the nervousness of it made it worth it because I was like, yeah, I do actually care about this. Like getting, even though like my, say the feedback in the uh, internship might not have been like great, you know, it could have even been something really constructive that was super minor as stylistic, but I took it as like, they're going to cut me. Like they don't want me here because. Well, I think we all did. Right. Well, that's and, the way it's designed. And it's, <laughs> it's, not it's good. It's like, designed if, to be like, you're great. Yeah. If I would have taken that feedback and been like, man, that's nothing. Or like if I would have failed my level three the first time and been like, ah, who cares? And it's clearly not something that I'm really passionate about or that I actually care about because it would have affected me more if it was. How long between passing that level three and showing up at your first internship? A couple of months. It so wasn't pretty that long. Quickly. I've, I've got was, my, I got my, it was pretty quick. you passed and I like immediately sent in my internship. Uh, probably Kariana, I think at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then where was your first internship? Uh, takeover. CrossFit Takeover in town. It that's, was, um, whose box is that Sarah's? That's where Sarah, well, it's not Sarah's, but that's, well, so Takeover bought Sarah's one is CrossFit Odyssey. So then she's been training there. Her, Courtney was there for a long time. Courtney Rife. Courtney Rife. Cabo. Cabo's still there. Mm-hmm. So who'd you intern under? Sarah, for my first one. For your first one? You know, for the for the listeners that don't know, the, the first one's more like show up, Take be notes. enjoyable to be around, and you'll probably move on. I mean, I've seen people get cut mm-hmm. from the first one because I mean, they're you, turds. The, the, well, it's impressive. If you, you. you want to get cut, <laughs> it's, it's show up hard. late. Yeah. Show up late. Right. Don't pay attention yeah. to the meeting. And uh, I mean, and, let's be frank. And, and screw up the progressions. I was going to say, <laughs> Fern didn't even know the progressions, and he got that's, invited that's back. Not that's true. the one that's thing he hired him. He's like, you better know those fucking progressions. So you know, you knew the... You know, did, did Sarah, like, sumo deadlift, med yep. clean, and you had asked to rattle me, them off? Asked me them all, and um, then the rest of the day was like, hey, you're just you're under my wing all weekend, like, you're just in my pocket. So I just followed Sarah. I remember watching her do the, the squat group, and I took notes for every single minute, like, minute one, minute two, minute three, like, all the way through the 60 minute of what she did. I mean, first internship for the record, you are not coaching at all. You're literally just watching. You're just observing. And then even the second and third, depending on how well you're progressing, in the circle specifically, some, yeah. like she had me do some of the pull-up stuff, got in the group like yeah, yeah. A, the thrusters. But as far as like circle coaching, you're just observing. So how many internships did you wind up doing? Four, four. That's pretty quick. Yeah, average at the time was like three, four cut or three. Well, yeah. to get to four is impressive, always, honestly. Like you, you know, and to be, most people would get cut at two. Yeah, most people once they start coaching. Like first ones, like presence and attitude mm-hmm. check. Then it's like, how well do you actually coach? Right. Probably, what percentage do you think people? done after two 75 probably. yeah high it's, higher it's than high if you're yeah, making a back than, pass two or if three if you make it to the third one things have gone like, relatively well and then it's kind of like a there's hope you know well, like me i did small 10, small 10. Glimmer literally 10 but it was like they kept bringing me back so and that my reminder to other people is always like not getting cut means there's something redeeming about mm-hmm. you even if yeah. it's like come back in six months i'm like don't forget the alternative there's, is don't come back at all right there's a difference between i don't like you and you're terrible at this, or and you need more time. We like you, but you need to develop. You need more time. Yeah, yeah you're not ready. Who who was your you're final? You're still not ready, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> who was your final flow? Cabo. 
So Cable, I went through Sarah for the first. I went through Maggie, Maggie for my second. James. I went through James Hobart for my third, and then I went through Cable. Four hard hitting women right there. And I was, <laughs> and I was there for all four of them. Oh, you worked all of them. I didn't yeah. want to be at any of them. So you were, but at this point, you were advanced a little bit. You were kind of moving up the ranks. This You've been is up your, about five years at this point. Yeah. So you were doing. I mean, the I was left a senior. Yeah, I was senior. Yeah, I was doing everything at this point. There was nothing I wasn't doing in the seminars. So what was it like for the two of you then? After I'd imagine if there were any distance, you drove together. Mm-hmm. So you would have to. That was the benefit You'd have of to it. drive back with him crying. I had to pay for. <laughs> no, 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 not crying, just anxiety. But he, you know, yeah, you got to share a room with him. Like yeah. uh, when I intern, I share a lot with like Keith Wittenstein was always yeah. welcoming. I stayed with Chris Russell when I did mine because he yeah. had been coaching in my box yeah. at that point. So, nice. so what? Do you remember any like? Great well, stories driving back after well, he didn't I mean, get I was, on. I was Especially pretty, the third internship. I was pretty upfront with him uh, about the whole thing. I said, I'm not helping you. Uh-huh. Helping you in a sense of like, I'm not speaking I'm not his boy behalf. that weekend. Like, right. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just another guy. I told him, I'm like, you either make it or you don't. But I have, I'm not going to help you. Like, don't ask me for advice. Um, not even advice? Why? Not, not on game day weekend. No, I was pretty adamant about that. Because you got to make it. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just like, hey, if I if I like handhold you the whole way, then I'm doing the team a disservice. I I, I like that, but if he would have been like, Fern, he, wor- what's he worked your- a lot in here, but at the same, so he worked a lot in here. But I told him here too. I was like, I'm not. You either want this or you don't. I'm not going to pull you into the team. I was like, if you want in there, you're gonna have to break the door down. But I'm not helping you get in there. You either want like you, like there was nobody to be like, hey Jay, you should definitely come back and keep. No, him there back was no one. You feel like you're by yourself. You right. feel alone. Yeah, right. And that's and that and I was and I kept it the same for him. I was like because. I wanted him to value it the way that you and I value it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, I did to work my ass off to get there. Nobody was just like, hey, dude, like you're definitely going to make it into the team. Like, no, it, should, it's, it was always an era of like, you're probably going to get cut. And it's funny because I think we all, everyone on staff feels the same exact way. That's why the standard is the standard. Yeah, and I don't think, well, you know, you probably came off a little harsh, like don't, I get what you're saying. Like you gotta want. I don't know. That's that pretty accurate. There was No, no, I, I mean, I agree with you that you're saying, I'm saying more for the listeners you were probably helping him up until Friday at five when we take off and drive there. Like, I'll help you coach. I'll help you learn these skills. He, I wouldn't even say you. that. He was there if I had questions. <laughs> I'm trying to make him sound nice. No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, he was readily available if I needed things, but there was nothing he went out of his way to help me with. Uh, if he asked, mm-hmm. I yeah, was there. I think that's fair. But right. I did not go to him and be like, are you ready? I wasn't checking up on there him. Wasn't, the, I, was, I was coaching circles like once, probably about three times a week. Yeah. Just I'd come in, I'd get some people, I'd have some time off work, and he'd, six volunteers or whatever and i'd coach all the circles squats presses deadlifts and then uh occasionally he'd give me some feedback on it. like he just watched my circle and like the whiteboard would just be covered in things to work on and then the list got a little bit smaller a little bit smaller but it was always be like i'd go out of my way to get him to help me if i needed it like hey can you watch this i can catch like 10 minutes of it cool um can you look this over like how's this lesson plan look all right adjust this but it wasn't it wasn't ever like him hey let me see what you're doing hey what's your progression for it this? was old school feedback yeah. it was like it was harsh it was you know, if he was coaching the push jerk or something like that, and how it's like, I was like, you can't miss that. Like that, you cannot walk by that. If you do that, you're done. Mm-hmm. Right, you that know? dude didn't open his hips and you said nothing. And you said nothing. Well, give me the worst slash best piece of feedback you got that hurt the most. Fix your face. <laughs> Who, that was from Fern? It's from everybody. Yeah, you do. You both do have resting dick face. Yeah, we get yeah, that a lot. How, how do you navigate that as coaches? Like, you know, we just watched Fern coach a class. I've seen you worked with you and like, we know you're not assholes, but do you guys struggle connecting with people because you have, because you're dicks? 
Uh, I think I think he probably <laughs> he he probably he probably did a little bit at first where like the the attitude was a little bit more harsh and that was a lot of what we worked on when he was coming up was just personal interaction mm-hmm. which is like hey dude like it's you're it's a little harsh you know like tonality things like that I'm like ease up on some of those things um, I've never had an issue like my because when I start to engage with people that for me that face goes away but no, if I'm just still there well that's just what I'm because I'm talking but to you. you can tell yeah <laughs> you can tell there's some care behind right. it yeah. But you struggled a little more with that. During my internship, I went like, I was in the military at the same point. And it's so also it's like, like, you're so serious, like, not in a negative way, but right. it's like, I'm trying to succeed. I'm hyper-focused on yeah. that. I'm taking it. Everybody as if I was asks in, me, they're like, what's up with your boy? Yeah. It, um, it'd be, I, I'd be too too focused on it or I'd be too serious about it because, uh, like, I'm an intern. Like, don't talk unless you're spoken to, you know, like, don't go out of your way to, like, interject in conversation because I'm not part of the team. So don't act like I'm part of the team until, like, I'm part of it. And then I, I the swung same question from everybody. They're I swung like, too hard the you? other way about like you know the don't talk and like kind of thing. Yeah. So I just stand there and be like, <laughs> Maggie asked like, me. It was funny coming from Maggie. She was like, she was very she serious. Was like, she was like, what's up with Cassidy's face? <laughs> she was that like, is a really good was Maggie like, impression. What's up, man? You're going to squeeze your glutes, to squeeze your thighs, keep the plank ready, press. And I was just like, I don't. Was like, Maggie, is he coaching like crap? Like, what's the deal? She's like. That's a good coach. He's like, but what's up with his face? <laughs> and I was just like, listen, I told him he's not on the team. He's being an intern. If you're asking me if he's a good teammate, he's a good teammate. He's good to go. I was like, however, if he sucks at coaching, cut him. Yeah. You know, but don't cut him because of his face. Right. Yeah. He'll fix that. So, so okay. So fix your face. What, what about what? Did you get any positive advice that you're like, okay, you know, even though I've not made it yet, I'm like, I'm okay at this thing. I'm decent. Um, yeah. I got some feedback early on about like being able to cross circle cue. That you were um, good at it. That I, that, yeah, that I could. From I could, Wilkes, Wilkinson? Uh, from, from her, from Matt. Well, not really with Sarah, because she didn't really watch me do right, circles. Yeah, my yeah. first one. Um, from James, um, from um, Cabo. With Cabo, I thought I was going to get cut, because she gave me, like, one last chance. It was, I did my, I think it was the deadlift circle in the morning, did all right, but she's like, I need to see this improve. And it was about, like, my But this is your group. fourth. This is where you pass. This is my last one. Um, and then, so she's like, you're going to run the snatch group. Like, you need to take everything we've talked she, about and Oh, because this was when snatch is still small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before so before it, it was big, like you know half yeah. the whole group at once or half the group and yeah. then we'd switch. But yeah, so I she's like, well, that must have been harder to intern when you had to coach the snatch. I mean, it was oh, good. Yeah, I mean, because it was had, an additional breakout. Yeah, it, it yeah. was. I liked it because it was an additional chance to like show, which I think kind of saved me because I did my. I think my teaching was good during the deadlift. It was still just like presence and attitude stuff. So that's uh, so funny that it was presence and attitude because. For me, it was the exact opposite. It's like, you suck at coaching, <laughs> but you don't look like a dick. Hey, we like being around you. Just, uh... yeah. No, so it was like, hey, you have one more chance to get this right. And I was like, all right, it's my fourth one. I'm going to get cut if it doesn't go well. So it was just like, hey, everybody, like, <laughs> to the extreme degree. Like, I, I kind of figure, like, if and I your get, fourth one was here. Yep. I was figure, like, if, yeah, yeah. if I'm going to get cut, I want it to be not because of, like, that. Like, I'm going to overdo it to where I'd rather tell her to, like, hey, calm the fuck down and actually coach something now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. But it was probably also, like, okay, showing him – Showing her that he can do this. Yeah. Like I gave him feed. That's a big part of staff. Apply right? it's feedback. Like applying that's feedback. Right. Yeah. So you 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 make it on staff. What was that night? Was it like just? It was a relief. He was the first person I called. He was in. Oh, uh, you weren't working that. He weekend. was in Madison for the games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got, the games I got hired the uh, yeah. the first day of the games, like that Monday of games week, uh, twenty eighteen, I believe. Nice. And then so oh, I. That's right. I, I got was, the email. I was there for one, two, and three. I was not there for four. Or no, no, you I was here. there for four, but you found out. I found I out later. Going. That's right. You yeah, didn't yeah. find out that night. Mm. Well, they tell you they're going to recommend you, but that yeah. doesn't mean that's you're always like, it. hey, right. it's Which ultimately up to Dave and Nicole. Too, yeah, because like Kristen gave me the feedback of like, 
she's still going to, there's some things she wanted to recommend that like might be cleaned up in a fifth or whatever. And then, so like I left my meeting with Kristen thinking like, I have no idea. Like I made it, maybe I didn't, who, who knows? Yeah. And then Courtney Rife comes up and she's like, Hey, like, congrats. Like how long has this been a goal for you? And like, I was like, what the, what's going on? This right is now? that like, weekend. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it's yeah, after it's I left the room with her. And then, so I'm cleaning stuff up at the gym and, uh, Courtney basically is like, congrats. Like you did it. How long has this been like a goal for years? And I'm just saying like, I thought I was fired. Like, I remember the same <laughs> feeling where you're like, you kind of feel good, but you're just like, there's still that uncertainty. Oh, yeah, until they say yes. Until you no. get an email from Nicole. I got the, I got yeah. the email, like, invite to be part of the team and all that. And I was like, I read the first line and called for it. I was like, I did it. And he's like, <laughs> I remember you're like driving or something like that. And you're like, did what? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so... Actually, Cassidy's got to run, right? You got to do a feedback we're in a good. couple minutes. We're so good. let's. We got time. But um, you make it on staff. I think this is an important piece of this. People think you make it on staff and life is good. Mm-hmm. The first 10, 20 seminars are just as stressful yeah. as interning. They still are. Yeah, like they're, 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 I mean, they're, I think it took years before I was like not stressed going into a seminar. Until the next batch of younger trainers are under you also is a big yeah, part of it, too. right? Which took five years because yeah. there was no, I was, I was the new guy in the, for a in the very room long for five period years. Of time. Yeah. There was yeah. nobody junior. It was like he, Cassidy was one of the first. Yeah. So, and are you on level two staff as well now? Mm-hmm. So you're doing level ones, level two, which do you enjoy more? Uh, I like them both for different aspects. Um, the level ones, I still enjoy just, you get so many different kinds of people there. You know, people who love CrossFit, people who hate CrossFit are there to just know more about it. Um, people who are in incredible shape and, and incredibly out of shape. Like you get the whole mixed bag when you do those. Um, and I, I mean, I just like talking about CrossFit, like the methodology behind it. I could talk all day with that. It's, it's nice seeing like those light bulbs going off of like, oh, this is why we're running six days in a row, like or whatever it might be. It's just cool to bridge those gaps. The level two, it's it's I very much enjoy those seeing the dots connecting in coaching because you can know everything, but it, you get to actually apply it with the coaching. So you just get to take what we do in the level one to another degree to where like, hey, now that you know the stuff, this is how you actually get to use the stuff and help somebody. So it's in both in both cases, it's cool to connect those dots. I was thinking about it. while I'm here. Do you guys have any questions for me as a level four coach? Do you need any help? Yeah, anything? how long are you going to lean on that? <laughs> yeah. Forever. I can't um, wait to watch your class tomorrow. By the way. So, so. Oh, this is what four looks like. I thought it meant we were getting better. Yeah, it's worse. Um, <laughs> Peaks and valleys. So you get on staff, separate from the Navy. What's the now next step to? Hey Fern, can I have a full time job? Uh, I think I think you approached me about it. Um, because I, so I had a bad separation for the Navy to where I, I reenlisted, reenlistment didn't go well. I lost all the money I got. Um, I should have never gotten the bonus is the easy way to think about it. Um, so I, like anybody else would be, I was very pissed off at the Navy and I was like, I don't want to do this forever. I was at six years at this point. Um, I was playing so a long 14 years to go. Right. right. And then, so I was like, I don't know if I want to do this for 14 more and just know that I could be cast away at any moment, you know, like no other job would do that like do this have a mistake on there and then punish you for it It would just be like oh we're gonna own this or eat it and then so I just wasn't super happy with it um I didn't see myself progressing I kind of saw myself at like a standstill I was kind of looking at my chiefs above me or my my bosses above me and I was like I don't want to be like that person five years from now ten years from now just like a miserable person just waiting to get out of the navy so um I love this I kind of had a thought of maybe I'll open my own affiliate but then I was like I don't necessarily want to do that yet I don't really know what I'm doing we talked about it you talked about like you had a a guy who's gonna sell his affiliate I was like that same conversation close by no uh, it was in south, south carolina. carolina but like same same deal as always the numbers didn't add up mm-hmm. i was like that seems fishy uh, i need a million dollars yeah yeah this is seven members. this place is crushing and i'm like but you said you're broke i'm yeah. so confused <laughs> um so i was just like don't do it 
Um, and then we started talking and then he came on, was basically coaching full time and, and he was basically from the Navy to coaching full time here and seminar staff. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting cause you, you, you know, you obviously leaving the Navy is one thing. Seminar staff is not a full time job. Right. Right. So you still needed to do something. Mm-hmm. Were you pretty set on, I want Rife to be my goal my my career yeah uh we've had we've had plenty of talks about like since i started coaching the ultimate goal you know if i was going to do this was either to run this place or own this place like those were the two like top things this place being crossfit rife yeah either either run rife or own rife one of the two i don't see him selling rife um so i was like well i don't want to leave this place i'd invested seven eight years at this point into this place so like i care about it like it's my own thing um we have a good thing going like i kind of saw what we could do with it so uh, I think it just started as me taking on as many classes as I could do, yeah. and then it became, hey, I want to move you into a different role. Let's start working that way. And that kind of led to where we are now. Yeah, first it was a lot of classes because I was still doing a lot of administrative roles, like, you know, 60, 70, 80 sometimes a month. Yeah. Like, that was the way. You were? No, no, him. Oh. I you were mean, coaching I, that many classes I had been month? doing that beforehand. Wow. I was like, well, if you want to come in, like, here's the here's the first thing that you can take over. Just, like, get on the floor, coach. I was like, it's going to make you better for seminar staff. It also got you to be able to work on the business. Right. Correct. And what then, you, go ahead. What, what do you think is the maximum number of classes a coach can handle effectively in a week? Uh, it depends. So, like, when I first got on, you know, I could burn the fire from both ends hot and be fine. Like, I could coach all eight classes every single day. And eight be like, in a day? Well, we do 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. is our latest. So, like, at a time, if I had to do all, all eight classes, like, Did you do whatever, eight? Yeah, sometimes. Um, you can you can do it if there's breaks and if and if this and if is, it's not forever. Well, also if if coaching classes is fairly easy for you, meaning it doesn't take a lot of bandwidth. I can walk out there, I can smash class, and then like it'll be fun, and then I move on with the day. And you also don't over program here. I think that's where Correct. a lot of people get burned out when Correct. they're coaching. Like, Just hey, we're going to squat, much. we're going to do Fran, and then we're going to do this little burner at the yeah, end, and it's like, no. but wow, that's a lot of classes. What about you? But also about Fern made it easy to care because I think the struggle most box owners have is finding that person that cares as much as they do. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't want to just say it's a unique thing about me, but it kind of is like I'm me for a reason. Like there isn't another Cassidy. That's why I'm able to kind of do the things I do. Um, but it kind of just goes back to there's, I had so much invested in here. I saw what my future would be depending on if it went well or poorly. So I was like, all right, you got to kind of kick it up. Um, but I just internally, like I, I don't want to just suck shit at something. Like I'm not here to just like get through it because that's miserable. So if I'm going to do something, go go all in on it. That's one thing he has since his time here is, has always demonstrated is like if I'm going to do it, I want to be good at it. And it was okay. I want to be a good coach. And then I'm like, okay, I want my level three. And they're like, okay, I want to wear that red shirt. And oh, I want to run this place. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then so um, you know, it hasn't all been sunshine and and rainbows, but I largely it's been we've always had an open dialogue yeah um and but yeah like i never expected him to care as much as i did because it was mine you know i I got past that a long time ago but it was just like hey what what do you want to do what do you what do you want this to look like and then we've backed our way into it you know in and out of it several times and um but now uh, you know um what like how many months ago like officially gm october yeah, so like three months ago so three months you were officially the gm how long have you been salaried or was that it uh, no, it was before that. I probably like got salaried almost two years ago, I think. Yeah. I think so it was about right when I got out of What the was the difference between that and now the title of GM? 
as uh, far roles, as roles wise. Yeah, I mean, salary was that a full time position? So the salary yeah. with the salary, it became um, I, it was still expected. I was going to do all the classes. I was doing a lot of the foundations. I was doing a lot of just like the physical building stuff. Um, new equipment, replacing equipment, doing all like just the handiwork or finding somebody who could like yeah, managing I mean, for that kind of stuff. Reference, we came in this morning, you're taking the garbage out. Yep. Um, like you, you, I mean, and that's hard. Like most people, Cassidy, would not have been like, I want to coach, I want to be GM, and I'll take the garbage right. out. They're like, that's below me. Right. I mean, I'm still in here cleaning toilets. Like that's, I, <laughs> in all honesty, I didn't come in yesterday to clean. And my wife reminded me last night we're in bed. She's like, hey, we didn't clean today. And I was like, gosh, shit. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go in early and do it. Like, yeah, but luckily, I had it. a foundation but, to come in anyway, but, but it was like, it. before everybody gets in, let's just quick run down and I'll deep dive later. But you were kind of like, you were getting paid enough to survive, plus seminar staff kind of subsidizing it. Right. Now you're the GM. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the difference? Like, what are your expectations and what does that look like for you? So, I mean, the big thing what, that we sat down, we had a long conversation. I was like, hey, you're going to take the most important thing in the business. Which which sales. has been sales, sales and, and I was like you're taking you are taking this monster because at that point I had it pretty wired tight and I was able to understand it in and out enough that I could take him through it and give him that and we created a system to make sure that he felt comfortable with it that he knew what doing well was what not doing well was track it all of that but that was the thing I was like this is I'm giving you the reins like this is it everything else could fall apart this cannot get dropped. And I think two things you do well, Fern, is one, you basically live affiliate you in your box. Yeah. I mean, 1, you walk around Rife, everything we talk about from ambassador to committed to sales, it's happening here. And then I don't think that would matter as the box owner if you didn't then also say, like you just did, you have the reins. Too many box owners say, I'm going to do affiliate you, I'm going to put all this in place, Cassidy can't handle it. I'm the only one that can handle it. Well, there's a natural progression there. I think you have to, I think you should, as a box owner, there's no perfect scenario there. But at that point, you know, and I, he and I had talked about it and I, I talked to Marcus about it and I was like, Hey, like, what are we going to do here? Like, I'm not sure if this is the right role. How do we do that? But finally it was, this is the thing. Like, this is the role that needs to get transferred. So let's transfer and like, let's, let's get him up to speed and let's make that happen. Um, And then it was kind of like a co- a co-seat, but, but at that point, I mean, like we had been through, he had been doing most of it as like a participant in the sales onboarding process for a year, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't new, but it was different when I was like, this is yours. Like you own the pipeline. I, when I, if I want to know something, I'm coming to ask you like, what's the deal with this? So at this point, like, could you step away? I mean, I have stepped away pretty much. He's an absentee owner. Uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, I mean I'm here. He's, here. Here. He's, in, he's in the office all day. Like, I just assume, like, yeah, he's unavailable. Send everything through me. But you fully could step away at this point and think that nothing. No, I have stepped away. Like, I, there's nothing in the business that requires me to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's a mistake box owners make, too, is, you know, they, they put somebody in place, but they can't actually step away. And if they do, they're like, okay, the box isn't failing. Well, it should be growing. It should oh, be, it's continued to yeah, grow. I mean, it's I like, mean, what other business would you put a GM or a CEO in and be like, hey, just don't get worse? Well, <laughs> right? here, well, here's the deal. So I also know him a little bit, and I know how to, I know how to, like, pluck the strings a little bit. I think the first month he was here, I think the first month you like here full time, I like, <laughs> I like randomly chirped into his ear. I was like, I think the most people we've ever brought in a month is like. 23 or something like that just Just like 23 and he came in like the first month he's like 26 and i was like really (laughs) so 
Month one employee of the month. So it was, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like knowing like where. He just knows how to like hit how the right buttons. How to dangle buttons. the carrots. Yeah. Well, like I, I, I personally do well with just challenges. Like, you know, tell me I can't do something. I'm going to be the best at it. And one of the conversations. I challenge we, you to get me a coffee right now. Uh, <laughs> right in front of you. There you go. Do Done. Take your hand out of your pocket and just reach forward. There you go. Success. That'll be 50 bucks. Um, no, like a while ago, like sales wasn't my strong point. You know, like making the, the connections. Like I could talk it. I could bring people in. I could do that. But I just wasn't great at like just the human connection of selling you know it just wasn't a, a thing for me it's different because one of th- one of the conversations we had is like you will now own a lot of the relationships moving forward mm-hmm. like not just like hey give me your credit card that's not what i'm talking about like this is the human retention. aspect retention right as like you own the retention pipeline you own the sales you own the retention which means this is a whole different level of interaction with people is it strange for you to walk in, like you coached a class earlier. Yeah. Is it strange for you to be like, they are more connected to Cassidy than me? Um, it's, it's just, it is strange after more than a dozen years, or yeah, more than a dozen years to not know everybody. Like, well, like when we You have know meet, everybody's name, but to I know, not know their four I know a lot of example. them, but like, I'll have to ask him, I'm like, I'm like, what's that, what, like, what's their deal? Like, what do they do for work? You know, like, and he'll have to fill me in on who they are as a person. And I'm just like, Ugh. I was like, I know, but I kind of like met them in passing several times. Um, there's oftentimes they'll be like going to talk to someone and be like, what's their name? I'd be like, Kathy. Hey, what's up, Kathy? Like, good yeah. to see you again. Yeah. And so. we don't, I don't want to get into the numbers, put anybody in weird positions, but I mean, you're making a full-time wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes, four dogs. He you're, pay, you're at least paying for four dogs. I can to, pay my mortgage, to, my to truck, pay. and my four dogs. So. Yeah. so you own a house. I own a house. You um, have four dogs. You have a pickup my, truck because you have to here in Virginia. Yeah, otherwise I'm Mandate. Um, Mandate. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my wife just graduated uh, nursing school this year. Oh, so you got um, a sugar mama. That's what the thing I is. I wish. I can't wait to that day. Uh, um, it was just like, you know, I, I, I did well enough to, you know, get us, pay all the bills while she went through college and did her thing. Um, I definitely... Wow. I definitely make more than most coaches. I mean, there's probably make more than most. You probably make. Owners, I was gonna bro. say you make more I than make more than most owners, people yeah. in the CrossFit space do. Just just coaching and like doing the thing. Um, yeah, it's good. Like I I get to run an affiliate without the responsibility of running the affiliate in the sense like if it collapses, I can just go next door and get a job somewhere else. But I don't have the responsibility of being in debt if this place collapses on me. Do you do you feel like you're here though? Like, do you still have any desire to own your own affiliate, or has Fern given you enough? Do you, like is is it an ego thing? Like I think if you have your position, like what is the benefit of now saying I'm going to open an affiliate? Uh, just that it would be mine. Like, and that's nothing that I need to have. Like, I don't yeah. have to have my own space. I'd rather just put out a good a uh, good product. I mean, I I I can speak for myself. I'm, I'm assuming I can speak for you guys. Like, we're all in this business to help people. Um, Speaking for fur, not so much. And uh, <laughs> you know, like I don't think any of us are doing this to say like, oh, Jason Ackerman is the one who changed my life. Like, I think we're just here to be like, CrossFit changed my life, or fitness changed my life, or being aware of this changed my life. I think that's why we're all here. So, like, I don't really care which umbrella I'm under as long as the product's still the same on the back end, helping people. Well, and, and I don't know if Fern told you about this, but he is putting the rife on the market. Okay. $10 million. $10 million if you want to commit to it right now on air. I can't wait for that boss to give me a raise. We they can, can do it. They can afford $10, 10 million. million. Are you in? Or, Are you in for $10 mil? Or all of your shares in Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but so but it, it, it's an evolution. Like, there's levels to everything. And the first thing was put him in the seat, like, and make sure that he can run it. Make sure he can push the buttons. Make sure he knows how everything in the business works and can do everything. Running payroll, making sure scheduling gets done. You, you do know. all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and we, I still sit down with the team, like he and I, and he and I, Lindsay meet every week and we cover everything. So I'm still fully in. Who runs that meeting? I do mostly, but. For what reason? Just for, for me, honestly, just to stay in tune with what's going on. Like I'm still fully in tune. Could you do that, but have Cassidy run it? 
Yeah, there's no reason. And I, I like so. I, I generally line run our, are the same. Uh, our monthly meeting with yeah. the whole staff. You that, run that. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, and then for these ones, like these meetings are more for for Fern. Um, just to kind of stay to know what's going on. That was like the they're, dinner at his house. The accountability. Well, that one that was, was different. That was, that was annual kind that of planning meeting. Out. But it's for it's it's worth discussing. But that again, too. something we also talk about in affiliate you. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things he discussed there, he's like, I, he's like, I just don't feel like I like it's mine. And I and I and I kind of explained to him, I was like, well, you haven't been in the seat long enough, right? So he's been he's in the GM role, like managing things where it's kind of head down. You know, because we're like in that meeting, we're talking about we're projecting forward. This is planning. And I said, well, that's my role because you're head down. So somebody's got to be looking up. And I said, you just it's like coaching, right? Like when you're when you first get into coaching, you're like so focused on the knee, you can't see hip extension. Right. And so you miss it. And I said, things will start to slow down and then you'll start to look forward instead of look at just now. But for now, that's my job. So just do your thing and then I'll make sure that we push forward and if you have if he has beef with something that I bring up or an idea because he's going to end up being a lot of the the, per- the big piece of pushing that you know that thing forward well then let's chat about it and I think there's going to come a time here where you know members obviously retention is key but there will be a shift where like more of the members now met Cassidy first than Fern well no that's what we discussed as part of kind of the state of the union idea is to kind of officially announce that because we haven't really announced it to anybody but he's been in that seat for several months but to make sure that people know that if they have something that they need to go to him Mm -hmm. because at some point do people still go to you like yeah, for sure. Members? Just because it's it's the it's like the, the it's like a reaction, right? It's a it's a it's a habit. And do you then send them? Hey, that's a cast. And that's thing? what we're trying to is because it's it's around a lot of them. In the he place. catches a lot It'll of be them. Like, now, but just because you're on the floor, they're right. going to see you. Yeah, right. it'd be like, hey, I need to I need to talk to Jason about adjusting my membership. No, you don't need to talk to me. Like right. stuff like that. Um, I sent I shot Fernie an email about this. Stop emailing Fernie. He doesn't check his email. Talk to me. Like <laughs> he doesn't. Fact. Right. And yeah. so to be like, I emailed him last week. I got his membership, but nothing's happened. It's like, well, no shit, because you didn't talk to me. But it's it's getting in the process because people don't know to talk to me. Um, and it's been it's been a it's been a smooth process for him to like slowly be taking his steps back and me taking my steps forward to where they aren't really noticing it. It's just where's Fern at? Oh, he's in his office. Cassie's always doing everything. Like yeah. So what? Well, in in fairness, like I'm trying to get back in because it's a little uneasy for me to be that detached. I don't I don't enjoy it. But we were doing a bunch of stuff, and I was fully confident in him and Lindsay's ability to make this place churn. So. But the goal was not to be absentee, so we were just talking about scheduling and going back on for eight to ten classes, and then be you able are, to, yeah, a week, no, like a month, okay. yeah, eight to ten a month. That's yeah, um, I think that's a sweet spot so. for. But I do think it's important, you know, like Cassidy said, we do this because we care. So it, it while it sounds good and great to be absentee, you care yeah. about it and yeah, you, yeah. you you miss it. Um, knowing everything you've talked about thus far, Cassidy, you sent goals. What's your next goal? We have a goal for growth of like what we want to hit. Um, you know, we have a goal for expanding this place even bigger. Um, but that's what just, would be next? What would you expand to here? Well, I mean, realistically, you'd probably have to buy your own yeah, spot. Yeah, we have to buy our own spot. I don't see the neighbors next door knocking down. I don't. We don't really want to stay here either. Um, just rent's not going to get cheaper. So the next, the next best move is to build our own place to where it's exactly what we want it to be, and just continue to be able to, f- you know, facilitate more and more people. What um, about personal? What's a personal goal? I don't really have one. I haven't thought much about that. All right. Everything personal kind of just falls back it's into funny. this place. No, there is. All, I mean, we we talk about it with our clients. It's like your business and your personal. There's a ton of overlap. I'm sure you have like, you know, Fern spoke about like taking shooting courses. I'm sure you have stuff like that. I mean, all my personal stuff revolves around golf for my dogs. So that's it. Yeah, you do golf. You are like the opposite of what a golfer looks like. I know, right? 
But you're good, right? You're good at golf? How did you get Depends involved in golf? Uh, it actually kind of started around the... So I had a boss in the Navy who... He was a, he was an avid golfer. And he's just like, hey, we're leaving at noon. You can only leave if you want to golf. And I was like, I want to stay here. I guess we're going golfing. I I'm had a golfer. And a then, similar story. I had a client that started smoking cigarettes yeah. for the same smoke reason. Breaks. She was like, well, I get smoke breaks. Yeah. I'm like, is it worth it? Yeah. She was so like, that's, yeah. That's honestly how it started. I, for is I bought a... I bought a Club set on Craigslist, started golfing, like to get out of work early on Fridays. And then uh, my wife's former uh, boss, who's a good friend of ours, he's a, he's an avid golfer. So went out, golfed with them a little bit. And I was like, if I'm going to keep doing this, I should probably get good at it. Like, it's not fun to just be frustrated. Come out here. Like, I love spending money just to hate myself. Um, so I started investing a little bit in that. And then I also thought like, as I get older, I'm probably not going to be as good as CrossFit. Like I'm going to get, I can't hit it as hard. I'll probably bring up some injuries. Like my performance is going to decrease as I get older. So it's kind of like, me, what's something I can continuously work on throughout my life and golf, something that I can play up until my seventies, eighties, nineties, however old, until I finally die and continue to work on things to get better at. Cause I'm not good at just, we did it. And then stopping, like I got to keep driving towards something and golf was the next, next thing that gave me a sport. And then it gave me something to keep improving on. And it's the most frustrating slash rewarding thing ever. It's just like CrossFit. Just like CrossFit. It's like weightlifting. Just like everything else. Yeah, you know. So that's how I got into golf. And it's probably been about... I've probably been taking it seriously about four years now or so, and that's all I do. Well, from golf to dogs to owning this, or not owning, but uh, running CrossFit, owning potentially 10 million. 10 million. Would you take 10 million right now? Yeah. Would you? Well, would Pesos? You, <laughs> what are we talking about? 10 million Bitcoin. Yeah. Ask me if, sure. I'd, if I'd buy 10 million it for 10 Shiba. Million. Yeah. 10 if you million. had 10 million, you'd buy this place. <laughs> 10, million do those, 10, 10 million Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's awesome, and I think the big picture, you know, that we want to make sure the listeners understand is both, from both perspectives, like, as a box owner, you should be going towards this, and as a coach, you should be going towards this, whether the goal was level two, three, seminar staff, or GM, really, you're, anything's possible in CrossFit. Yeah, I think you just got to put in the work, and you have to, again, what we just outlined is a 10-year is a process, so I think, I think that's what a lot of people fail to understand, is like, it's not something that happens overnight. Like getting to the point where you're GM and making that's not it could it could happen faster than that, but the point is if you want to do this, you like you better be ready to settle in for the long haul. And if you do, you can have, you can be pretty damn successful at this. Cassidy Belensky, you are very successful. Do my best. That's great. This is great. It's uh, great to just hear your journey and get to know this. And you know, I'm I'm excited, and I hope I hope it motivates someone listening to think I want to do that. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.